I see no stranger. The beautiful plaque on the wall of our friend's home caught my eye. We were in Chandigarh, staying with a Sikh family who are fellow disciples of Paramahansa Yogananda. They welcomed us with such graciousness and warmth that we soon felt totally at home. The most prominent feature of the plaque that had drawn my attention was a striking drawing of the Golden Temple at Amritsar, the most sacred site for the Sikhs. What stood out the most for me, however, was a small poem at the bottom, quote, I see no stranger, I see no enemy, I look upon all with good will. The one beloved dwells in all. Beholding this wonder, I bloom with joy. End quote. These words were written nearly 500 years ago by Guru Arjan Dave, the fifth guru in the Sikh lineage. It was he who built the holy temple at Amritsar and who created the first rendition of the Sikh holy book the Guru Granth Sahib, which is housed there. This sacred text is a collection of his own poetry and that of others in the line of ten Sikh gurus, as well as a number of Hindu and Muslim saints. Uplifted by the drawing of the magnificent temple and those beautiful words, I was then stunned to read about the conclusion of this great soul's life. In 1606, Guru Arjan was tortured to death by the invading Mughal Emperor Jahangir. How little the world has changed, I thought. Here we are still today with Hindu against Muslim, Muslim against Christian, Christian against Jew, with racism against blacks, with one political party against the other, with one nation against another. The list could go on and on. How can this ever end? It is only by the upliftment of consciousness. In the teachings of India, the term maya is used to denote delusion. To bring everything into manifestation, God divided his infinite consciousness into pairs of opposites, creating light and darkness, good and evil, joy and sorrow, male and female. The literal meaning of maya is the measurer, that which divides the undifferentiating whole into seemingly different parts. The tension created by these dichotomies keeps us engrossed in the play of life until our souls tire of the endless cycling between conflicting opposites. Then we crave to realize the underlying unity of all things in which we see the one consciousness behind the many forms. I do believe that contrary to current appearances, the human race is moving toward this higher perspective. Personal and global suffering are helping us to see that when one is oppressed, we are all oppressed. When one loses his security or freedom, we all lose it. This awareness must come in time because in essence we are not separate from one another. God manifested each of us out of his own consciousness. We are all equally parts of him. 
Some years ago, a friend gave us an original edition of Paramahansa Yogananda's book of poetry, Songs of the Soul, which was signed by him personally. His inscription reads, quote, There is one breath that enlivens all strange lands and strangers. Under one sky, we live watched by one Father. With my blessings, Swami Yogananda, October 20th, 1924, quote. May we all awaken to that consciousness in which, blessed by one Father, we see no strangers. With hope, Nayaswami Devi. Hello, friends. I'd like to share some additional thoughts with you on this blog. First of all, as you all know or have found out, we are in India now, and we will be here for about another month. It's been a marvelous trip, uh, seeing many different cities, connecting with many devotees everywhere, and just very much enjoying the deep innate spirituality of the Indian people and of this great land. Well, this theme of underlying unity was really one of the main uh, missions of Yogananda in his mission statement, which he wrote before he left this world in 1952. He talked about always trying to unite different aspects of the world. One point was uniting science and religion. One point was creating world brotherhood communities where people from all different nations could live together. One point was uh, finding the underlying similarity in Hinduism and Christianity. And so we see in so many different ways he was looking to help mankind at this pivotal time where we have the possibility of moving into a unified vision. He was giving us tools, tools to achieve this higher state of consciousness. And I was struck as I looked at that quote that he had written, that inscription he had written in his book, the date he was not yet Paramahansa, he was still Swami Yogananda because he hadn't returned yet to India and received that uh, blessing from his guru, Sri Teshwar. But the date was October 20th, 1924. Nearly exactly a hundred years ago, he signed that. And it was his blessing that went out. And I'm just going to close with these beautiful words of his from Whispers from Eternity. This is demand for seeing the one flame beneath all soul flames. O eternal fire, thou art the little soul flames rising through the burner of cosmic manifestation. Each human being is but one flame, separate seeming from all others, and also from thy universal source of power. Thou dost appear many, finite, limited, small or large, but ever divided, shooting up as separate entities through the pores of living organisms. But thou alone art that one eternal flame. All things other are but thy multifarious appearances. So, my friends, let's try to 
achieve that level where we have the vision of unity of God, the one consciousness of God behind all the forms, wise and foolish, kind and hateful, all the different forms. And may we share this understanding and this consciousness with all whom we meet. God bless you.